Welcome into another edition of the Commitment Issues Podcast. I'm Woody Womack. This is a special edition this week. Uh, I'm out in Oregon. I had a chance to stop by and meet with Oregon football coach Mario Cristobal to record a quick interview. And uh, we talked about a few things recruiting-wise. He stuck to script pretty much. He's a very busy guy. I'm getting pulled in all types of different directions as I was there to talk to him. But uh, I think he kind of shed some insight into you know, what he's going through there now in his first full year as head coach and talked a lot of recruiting-specific things. So give it a listen. We'll be back with a normal episode next week. Uh, maybe Nick and I even do a, a special edition this weekend if uh, we can get our stuff together as we're in San Francisco together. So be sure to leave us a review on iTunes, share this with a friend, and we'll be back with another episode next week. All right, we're here with Oregon coach Mario Cristobal, special guest. We're in, we're in this office, which is Insane. Everyone talks about the facilities out here, but I mean, you came from Alabama, which had great facilities. But what do you think? You know, being the captain of the ship here. Well, we're blessed because this is a whole different level investment in terms of the resources and you know the uh, the intensity and the enthusiasm behind it. So we certainly don't take it for granted. Uh, but it's it's nice to be able to sit up here in this office and have this kind of a view, and hopefully have uh, you know the opportunity to continue to grow it even more to make it uh, the the mecca for facilities and for development last year this time i came to see you guys and hang out a little bit maybe even 11 months ago you were the o-line coach the offensive coordinator did you think obviously that you'd be in this position now being the head coach in such a short period of time well you know i i think there was always a chance it was going to happen somewhere sometime um certainly didn't come here planning for things to work out like they did but grateful for the opportunity it's it's been a long time and a lot of hard work uh, especially the previous four years and the one year here spending time learning so much at Alabama on how to run a program you know how to not only get it to another level but maintain it there and, and I think it's uh, the timing is is perfect you know to apply all those principles as we work to rebuild Oregon back to what we know Oregon football is yeah when you look back at the time when you were at FIU I mean it's all the stuff you've been through since then how how much you know better prepared do you feel you are to be in this position after you know being with coach Saban and everything that you've had a chance to learn without a doubt you know we always you know kind of refer to it as going to get a chance to get your PhD in football while you're there so I think having done that and then being able to spend a year here in the Pacific Northwest you combine those two things and now there's not that I've been here 10 years, but at least it's a familiarity. And now you would apply the principles and values of what we learned over there and help make us, you know, that next level program. Obviously, you know, we, I focus on recruiting and everything like that. You guys faced a ton of challenges in the short period of time. You, you know, you recruiting nationally, going all over, trying to find offensive linemen just specifically. And then you guys had a lot of guys locked up and the coaching change, obviously there was uncertainty and everything, the early signing period. So. What's your kind of have you had to shift your strategy or do you do you still think okay we're still going to try to cast that net nationwide and, and and recruit nationally? We will, but the primary focus will be the West Coast. It has to be, and, and for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's a, there's there's plenty of great players out here. Uh, there really are. Uh, while at the same time, uh, we have to recognize the fact that Oregon's a national brand, and a lot of players from all over the country would like an opportunity here, but. Um, another reason in terms of why West Coast just efficiency of the recruiting season now that we have 10 coaches you still have the same number of days in the spring so you've got to kind of spread that out evenly and you've got to be pretty creative with the way that you divvy those days out so um, but I guess going against the grain on that too 
the national brand is what it is. So we can't ignore great players that are far away because the, the world's a lot smaller than what it used to be. And it's easier to travel. It's easier to get to certain places. And we're at a place that has several direct flights or direct flights to Portland. So um, as long as we're accessible and, and there's a high level of interest and there's familiarity with the program and the prospect, we're always going to take a, an opportunity to, to take a hard look at them. We always have kids tell us, you know, Oregon's my dream school, or, you know, no matter where they are. So how do you balance recruiting a kid from maybe Miami who says Oregon's my dream school, who maybe leaves you at the altar at the last minute or strings you along? How do you, how do you pick the kid to know, is it if they come out here and take an unofficial visit, or how do you, how do you balance that? <laughs> maybe the next time I hear that, I'll say prove it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's... You run the process and you never enter the process with any fear or hesitation of failure. You just don't. You treat it just like you would a football game. You game plan it. You make calculated decisions based on facts. You invest uh, a ton of time in the people. You take a deep dive in them to get to know what makes them up, you know, what's inside. And if it all lines up, you know what? You go full throttle and, and you let the chips fall where they may. Do you think... Uh do you think that now that you guys are set here, do you think that early signing period is going to benefit you more than obviously the last year? I felt like it hurt a lot of new coaches, not just not just you guys. I mean, some some coaches didn't even have their staffs together before, right. and you guys were playing in a bowl game. Yeah. You, know, you know, you missed a visit weekend because of it. So, how do you feel like it's going to shake out this year now that you know what to expect a little bit? You know, I don't think we'll know the pluses and minuses for ten years because the one thing about you know the former system. We knew the warts, right. we knew the pluses and the minuses. It had stood the test of time. This is a whole new world. And we kind of got caught in that little situation where our big visit, where we had all of our commitments coming, um, ended up being the bowl game. And it had to be a really quick turnaround in terms of changing visit dates, adjusting schedules for parents to be able to make it, canceling visits. And um, certainly it was not the ideal. And we did everything possible to overcome in every way we can, overcame some obstacles, others we, we wish we could have overcome a little bit better, but overall a tremendous effort and the result was very, very positive. Um, in fact, was able to, to have a lot of gains in situations and in areas where we didn't have before. So uh, it's a learning experience and I'm ready for round two of it. Let's see how it works out. <laughs> would you like to see it at a different time period? I mean, would you like to see it or... Because I, I personally, I didn't like when it was because it was three days before Christmas or whatever, you know, but it's, gosh, it's hard to say. I, I think now with the, the, the recent change in rules with visits in, in the springtime, I, I don't know how you, how you manage that. That's another right. new dynamic. Yeah, that, right. yeah, we haven't had before. So I don't know. I, I don't know what I don't know, and I'm trying <laughs> to figure it out. I think it's worth years of case studies before really coming to a conclusion but I know that uh, you always got to play by the rules and right now those are the rules we all have to make sure we understand the calendar and how it fits whatever schedule we're presented with whatever bowl situation we're presented with and we have to make it work you mentioned some of the guys you were able to, to land you know namely Panay Sewell was kind of the crown jewel especially for you being an uh, offensive line guy how important was it to win that battle? You you beat out you know you beat out Alabama, but you also beat out I mean Utah you know was right in his backyard with with ties to his family and stuff like that. So how how big of a, a win was that for you guys? And is, is that the kind of thing you can point to and say, okay, these are the kind of recruiting battles we can win or you know really feel confident in every year? Without a doubt, you know every, every time you're you know, besides the fact that 
those were the, the teams we're competing against. This player merits that type of attention. You know, he's an elite player, you know, along with a lot of other guys in the class. But in talking about Panay in particular, it's a guy that really has an opportunity to change your your dynamic on offense. And um, I think it's a, a strong sign of things to come. I think it's, it's something that we believe in that once you spend a lot of time here in Eugene and around our players, around our, our community, our coaches, the way we do things, the amount of passion and energy in the building, it's, it's hard to say no to. And it's because things here are very real, very genuine. So it's, um, it's been a special experience. And you can see right through. You, when it's not real and genuine, you can see through it. And I think what, what players are doing, they're coming here, they're seeing exactly what we are and how we do things and what. And I think it, uh, it resonates strongly with their parents. We were down at the press conference earlier, and I heard you talk about some of the assistant coaches you brought in. Um, you know, the diversity you have there in terms of where guys are from and the ties to the West Coast. You mentioned we got a recruit out here. A guy like Dante Williams is a guy that kids mentioned to me that they love, you know, the way he's a young guy, energetic. And you mentioned that about several of them. Um, do you think that was important to kind of, as you're trying to, to get things really going, to have guys that can recruit, especially out here, and have that type of energy? Without a doubt. And nowadays you can't have just a guy that can coach or just a guy that can recruit. You have to have the balance. You have a guy that you have to have guys that can do both. Dante fits that mold 100% high-energy guy, tremendous professional, great recruiter because of his personality, because of who he is and how he is. It just, uh, it's hard not to like him, you know, not to mention he could still play DB like some of our players can, jumping on out there and, <laughs> and doing some drill work. So uh, honored to have him and the other guys as well. It's, it's a really neat staff and they were kind of handpicked, you know, due to a very, uh, I would say thorough vetting process and they just they fit us the DNA is is what it is and it's what we look for and, and we're lucky they're here you start spring practice here coming up this week I think um, it, tomorrow. You know, tomorrow I guess you're going yeah. you've got the number one thing that everybody always wants you've got stability at the quarterback position with really two guys who have experience but one guy that a lot of people think is you know a future NFL quarterback um, how, how comfortable does that make you going into this first year as the head coach, knowing that you have a guy like that, kind of the face of the program to, to lead you? It's strong. It really is. And the best part about it, it, it's a guy that has proven he can do it and can lead, and a guy that's also hungry and driven to get better and affect those around him in a positive manner. So it's a special situation. Uh, I think he enjoys being pushed. I think he enjoys being challenged, and we need to do that as coaches. We can't let him just remain the same. We've got to make sure he gets better, and it's going to make everyone turn around and better as well. He's a kid from right here, right down the street. We talk about recruiting nationally, and we talk about all that stuff. How do you weigh, you know, the state of Oregon is not going to produce enough guys, obviously, for you to recruit. How do you, how do you kind of weigh a guy that's right here in Eugene that even he was kind of overlooked for, for a long time by a lot of schools? So, um, how do you balance, you know, recruiting locally with recruiting nationally? Well, there, there's a lot of great players and even more, there's a lot of great coaching inside the state of Oregon, which I think is critical to take into account when you're assessing these guys. And uh, like any school, whenever there's a hometown player that's really, really good, he really, really has to go to your school, right? <laughs> right. You got to win hometown first. So uh, it's, it's important that I, I know there's great players all over the place, but you got to limit the amount of states you fly over to go get certain guys because uh, if you don't do your homework, you'll miss guys literally right around the corner. Uh, 
and it happens everywhere. It happens all the time, and it's, I've seen it at the, every place that I've been at. So uh, we're very mindful of that. We're excited about the state and then the, the guys that have an opportunity um, to kind of showcase their talents with us. And so uh, it's certainly something that's at the priority of, uh, of our process. You've always been a hands-on recruiter. You know, obviously, you've been known for for the recruiting battles you've won. How do you kind of deal with having to let go of that? Some of that a little bit because you've got so. I mean, we're here. You're running around. You've got all kinds of stuff going on. I was telling us like you're you're like the president essentially because you've got all these meetings and stuff. So how do you how do you deal with kind of letting go of that a little bit? Some of the stuff you have to. That's that's. I'm just gonna call you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like a caged animal in May. Um, you know, it's, uh, there's plenty of work to do. And I think that now the focus shifts and that I have to do a great job back here and I have to assess and identify and evaluate talent and consistently work on the development of our players. And I think sometimes we don't realize that there's different aspects that go into recruiting and one of them is the way that your players develop. And as a head coach, you really got to take a, a deep dive into that so that when your assistant coach are selling the program, people they're selling it to see your players developing because if that cell is strong but the result isn't exactly matched up to what the cell is and you know it doesn't quite add up to what you want it to be so um it'll, it'll be difficult i'm not gonna lie so can't wait to the contact period <laughs> are you gonna be i was gonna say you're gonna miss being out on the road or are you gonna miss going and i do i love the road and that's just that's 20 years of relationships all over the country i've been fortunate enough to be a at places where I've recruited strictly locally and I've been able to recruit nationally just about everywhere. I don't think I've missed a state. I don't think, you know, whether it was a, a layover or an actual destination, I think I've hit every single one. And there are people along the way that you'd love to be able to get to see. And, and now you can't. Right. Now you can't. So I don't want to get those calls to say, oh, you know, you know, come on, man, stop on by. I can't. can't do it anymore. So. But uh, our guys do a great job, and I'll just have to live by carousel through that. A lot of FaceTime. Have you? Are you a FaceTime guy? Because I know a lot of I'm a FaceTime guy. Okay. If uh, it makes life easier with the kids, you know, and the families. Yeah, they love it. I mean, FaceTime is the best thing ever invented for football coaches, because now you can still watch your kids grow up while you're working twenty four seven. All right, coach. I really appreciate you taking time talking to me, and uh, we'll be we'll talking to you again soon. Appreciate you, man. All right, thank you.